0: Back to throw. Yo-yo. 49ers fans, welcome to a playoff episode of Move the Chains. Uh, before I go any further, with me as always is Alex. What's up, Alex? What's up, Sean? What's uh, 49ers faithful? Yeah, uh, you know, Alex, this is a special time. i, I say for, you know, you, you and me as friends going back, what, almost 20 years now to, um, you know, freshman year of high school, which is, <laughs> uh, that that's just sounds sounds crazy to say, but... You know, for a franchise that didn't make the playoffs for a number of years, I just want to take a quick second to shout out John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan for building this team. You know, from the day that they took over or that they were hired just about six years ago now, the only player left is Jimmy Ward. You know, they they completely rebuilt this team in in their own image from top to bottom. So And uh, Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead, sorry, yeah, there you right. go. I think uh, those are the
1: only two. The only two. Joe Staley starts
0: uh, Tart Staley Moster were some of the other sort of uh, remainders, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah, they're gone now. So, so yeah, you know, it's uh, again just appreciative of them building a, a what's now a perennial contender, right? Three, years, yep. three out of four years now in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, just look around the league. We have teams like the our rivals, uh, Cardinals, they recently fired their head coach. We have the Colts yeah. looking for a head coach. The but, Texans, uh, Broncos. the Broncos, Broncos the coach.
0: Panthers. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and who knows? Some of these playoff teams. There's rumor that the Chargers might fire uh, Brandon Staley if they don't if they don't win. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Mike, Mike McCarthy is
1: in the hot seat.
0: Yeah, he might be a guy that 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 does. And I I thought that was a stupid hire to begin with. But
1: yeah, I think everyone thought that was a stupid stupid hire. But right. that's Jerry Jones.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alex, like you mentioned, man, ten game win streak. That is our longest since nineteen ninety seven. Uh, that was a team again. We mentioned this on a past episode in ninety seven. You know, they wound up winning eleven in a row at at, at the mid. You know, throughout yeah. the year. Uh, but again, ten wins in a row. This is for a team you remember after that loss to Kansas City. It felt like a good old ass whooping. You know, It felt like it felt like going back to school after you got your teeth kicked in by that kid that you just cannot stand, you know, but you had to go face the music, right? What are you going to do now? Right. We're sitting at three and four, you know, Lance had gotten hurt. Garoppolo you know, had stepped in and played admirably, you know, through that point. But again, it's just something was off, right? Obviously we didn't land Christian McCaffrey that week. They we really didn't get a chance to take off until the week after, but, uh, yeah you know, again, we we beat the Rams, we go into the bye week, and I, we said it here on the air that you know if this team gets it together and does what they need to do, there's no reason why we can't run the table yeah
1: and and the team said that themselves. I think Debo yeah. Debo was saying, you know they know what they have and they're just not executing uh, before we continue, right. I wanted to add 1997, uh, I think that was the last time we had a defensive player of the year, right? was it Stubblefield?
0: That is correct. It was Dana Stubblefield who then left in free agency for big money to the Redskins. Hey, we're not going
1: to make that mistake because I'm pretty sure we're going to be paying. <laughs> yeah, we're not making that we're mistake. We're going to pay Nick right
0: Bosa. Now. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, back at a time when uh, Bryant Young and Dana and Dennis Stubblefield were very good. You know, they were excellent de- defensive tackles. A little bit, I don't want to say undersized, but you know, they were very good at stopping the run and generating pass rush from up the middle. So yeah, those are fun times as a Niner fan. Anyone listening that remembers those years. Uh, God, I think there was a game against Denver, who won the Super Bowl that year, in December of that year, and we scored something like three. It was a pick six, a fumble return, and we forced another a fumble deep in Denver territory. So, you know, it, it, it it's this team kind of has that uh, same same style defensively. Playmakers at every level. You know, Hufanga lately has been picked on a little bit. You know, but you know, Mooney Ward doing his thing this year. Bosa, who is the odds-on favorite right now to win Defensive Player of the mm-hmm. Year. 18 and a half sacks. And uh, Alex, I think you had a couple other numbers you want to read off. You mentioned uh, as far as rankings and different things. What was that? So the 49ers finished number
1: one in points allowed, number one in yards allowed, 20th in passing yards, and second in rush yards. Also, first in interceptions by defense, third in interceptions thrown, second in turnovers forced, third in turnovers on offense finished the last 10 games with just 10 turnovers, forced 21 turnovers in the same 10 game span. I mean, these are the most vital statistics in a game is turnovers and uh I mean, we were exceptional on both ends.
0: Yeah, Alex, man, that's uh, you know, great stats there, man. Number one in points allowed and in yards allowed, right? Which that's actually kind of rare. You don't you don't see a defense get both very often. So we did such a good job eliminating the run that, despite being twentieth in pass yards allowed, you know we were still number one in total yards, which is great. Uh, turn lack of turnovers was a big thing last year. You know, I, I know in the playoffs we did get a couple picks off Stafford, right? We did have the block punt, we did have uh, the block field goal, but overall there was not a lot of turnovers. So you know, entering the playoffs this year, I think this is a much more opportunistic group with you know, and then they just they do job good job creating turnovers. You got to credit
1: our safeties uh, for the, for multiple yeah. years, we had Jimmy Ward and Jekwalski Tart. And I mean, it was a barren desert, maybe one or two picks each. And yeah. uh, you know, steps uh, this year, we have uh, Gibson junior who steps in with uh Hufanga. And uh, I think Gibson junior is leading the team with five interceptions and Hufanga is right behind him with four interceptions. I mean, that's game changing.
0: Alex, I agree, man. I think we mentioned it on a, on a podcast, maybe last year, uh, when we were previewing the 2021 defense, you know, and that's something we mentioned, you know, uh, with uh, Tart and Jimmy Ward. As much as they do a lot of great things as far as what the defensive coordinator wants, interceptions were kind of hard to come by, right? And now we have five by Gibson and four by Hufanga, so that's a big plus, right? The the way we can generate turnovers on the on the from the secondary in the back end like that that's big. Uh, Mooney Ward, of course, you know, was was a big addition for us. So, Yeah, so another thing, guys, we don't want to go too far back or, you know, dwell on some of the early stuff that happened just because with a new quarterback, right, it kind of changes things, right? The dynamic is much different. So looking at things with Brock Purdy, you could actually notice there was a big spike uh, that we had in our rush yards uh, per game as a team. So, you know, we ran the ball well. That's something we've done under Shanahan very well anyhow. But starting with Tampa Bay, 209 yards rushing, 170 against Seattle, 153 against the Redskins, 170 against the Raiders, and 169 against the Arizona Cardinals. Whereas, you know, we had a couple of games, in, you know, just over 100, a couple under 100 early on in the year. Uh, again, that's, you know, Christian McCaffrey has a big effect on that. Uh, Brock Purdy is able to extend some plays. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. He's not going you know, to be Michael Vick. You know, he's not going to run mm-hmm. around. That way, but he buys some time, and that's the key thing. He has great pocket presence for a rookie; it's unheard of to to really have, you know. Like they say, the cliche is that he has eyes in the back of his head. Right, so he's able to extend plays just a little bit to 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 keep us going. And I think in the playoffs, that's what that's really critical. Yeah, it's you want to avoid, you know, those those short, you know, three three and outs. Of course, I think. Yeah, uh, when Kyle Shanahan's offense is clicking, though, I think like in twenty nineteen we didn't have a three and out until like the sixth game of the year, something like that, right? Which, you know, that's, (laughs) yeah, I'd have to double check, but I remember that being a big thing because God, for years and years, I mean, even under Harbaugh under Chip Kelly, under Tom Sula, you know, our defense is on the field for, you know, we were losing the time of possession battle. So I I think that's going to be one key thing with, uh, you know, with, with Purdy going into this game is, you know, avoiding those those sacks in a situation where he might be dead to rights, but he's able to just avoid it.
1: Yeah, even in the ones that was uh this past weekend with the Cardinals. I mean, I think J.J. No, it uh, was the uh, uh, Isaiah Simmons. J.J. Watt chased him out of the pocket. Right, Isaiah Simmons wrapped up the sack. Uh, Purdy is, uh, has the awareness to, in a situation like that, where it'll be stupid for him to try to throw with Isaiah Simmons breathing down his neck, he just takes the sack and... Sometimes you just need that. I mean, there are times he is escaping and he's throwing, uh, throwing the ball away to avoid any lost yardage. But sometimes you just got to say, F it, uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna. This is this is gonna be the the best outcome for my team is me taking this sack right now." So I do love his awareness. But uh, something to mention, Purdy did play uh, injured the last time we were playing the uh, right. Seahawks. I think he had some injured ribs.
0: Yeah, Alex. Uh, you know, like you said, injured ribs. If for those of you who've never played quarterback or you know, even just throwing a football, uh, the the amount of pain that comes from you know, it's not just your arm, right? When you're throwing a football, uh, there's there's your hips are involved. You know, your legs, your feet. You got to shift your weight the way you you, know, you contort and torque your body. You got to do all that to get an accurate and the velocity you know, throw with yeah. distance on it, right? You need there's every every part of your body is involved, right? So you cannot hide an injury necessarily injured ribs really are early hurt for one. Uh, you're exposing them on every play that you're passing. You could potentially take a hit, uh, you know, right to those ribs from a pass rusher. I mean, no big deal, right? Six foot four, 290 pound guy. That's made of full muscle hitting you straight in the yeah. ribs. Uh, but no, it it's, you're not able to, you know, put your full, um, it, your mechanics are going to be just a little bit off because of that. You have to compensate yeah. for it. So the fact that, again, he didn't practice for a rookie seventh round pick that, you know, had to play on short rest with no practice, you know, at a, a bitter division rivals uh, house on prime time. You know, again, he, he played really well and we were dominating, right? It was 21, uh, three at one point.
1: Yeah. Um, there was a pick six. Diamond Lenore picked off. Geno Smith took it all, all the way to the house. Uh, but I believe they called uh rough in the passer against Bosa, which negated that that uh pick six. And uh the other thing is that, you know, we, we took a knee at the end, we could have had another another seven, so we
0: helped see. Mm. That's right, that was uh, Jordan Mason
1: mm-hmm.
0: and his uh, big return. I think he he, he ran yeah, all he way got down. to the
1: one yard line. And
0: uh, sorry, not big return, his breakout, his breakout
1: run. Yeah, we got, yeah, I think he just got all the way to the one yard line. And then I thought, yeah, I think we were gonna
0: have another play, but uh, we just needed and moved on. If anything, it's better off that he did not score because then you have to kick the extra point, you have to kick it off and put your defense back out there, even though you're up 28 to 13. Any injury can happen, you never know, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah, one more thing from that game, actually, aside from our rushing yards being very good defensively we held Seattle to 70 yards on the ground I know Kenneth Walker was uh, injured or coming back from injury but you know we were able to to bottle them up pretty good 70 total yards from a team a Pete Carroll you know team is, is good work on defense yeah
1: and that's a similar story there hasn't been a running back that has totaled more than 100 yards against this 49er defense except for one running back which very surprisingly, it's Christian McCaffrey himself. So he's the only <laughs> running back when he was playing with the Panthers earlier in the season to amass over a hundred yards total yards. He had I think fifty and fifty for uh, rushing and uh, receiving. So I think that's I think that's pretty hilarious. No, <laughs> we got our only kryptonite in our team.
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah. man. Yeah, he, he he's played well against us throughout his career. Yeah, so and then
1: Sean, you mentioned this as well the the low yardage that we're allowing against uh, opponents' offenses. That is actually uh, matching up with our wins. Um, we are allowing, I mean, um, Sean, you were reading some numbers to me earlier. I mean, 30 yards, 70 yards, 60 yards, 50 yards. I mean, the, right. we are, you know, most teams are not cracking, you know, 100. You know, they're not getting there. And and we're winning these games. And I think that's uh, that's something to say with the, our defensive line. And, you know, Chris Kasurik, we've mentioned his name multiple times. I mean, here's another shout out to Chris Kosarek.
0: Yeah, he's gotten the most out of a lot of a lot of guys on the defensive line. Yeah, and you mentioned you know our our rush yards. If you look at them defensively, there are we've lost four games this year, and in those four losses, the rush to- rushing yards allowed were ninety nine, one hundred one, one sixty eight, and one twelve. The rest of the year, we didn't give up more than it's all sixties, fifties, thirty. Except except for the Raider game, which is one thirty five. That's a little bit of an outlier. We know that uh i'm pretty sure the team was probably hung over in that game you know look it is what it is we got an ugly win so be it uh but yeah you can clearly see the correlation there when we're able to stop people from running the ball it, it's, it's a win yeah
1: last week we were mentioning who we didn't want to see in the playoffs i mentioned the seattle seahawks sean you mentioned the uh detroit lions
0: detroit it's lions, funny yeah. because
1: um we we got the Seahawks, and if you look at the other two teams, I think we got the most boring matchup. I think the Packers would have been more exciting. Even the Lions would have been more exciting. But, you know, we're going to be playing the Seahawks again. So uh, the main reason I didn't want to see the Seattle Seahawks was Pete Carroll was, you know, division rivalry. I'm hearing now that there's going to be rain in the morning in Santa Clara, which rain can be the ultimate equalizer, Um, you know, Hence, week one against the Chicago Bears, uh, you know, tough loss in the rain. But, you know, this is something that can play in Seattle's benefit. At the end of the day, we are the superior team. And the way that we're going to be winning this is by, I mean, a, a few simple things, right? Executing and not allowing turnover, not giving up turnovers and and turning the ball over, you know, getting the ball back to our offense.
0: Right. You know, Kyle Shanahan has. Faced off Pete Carroll uh, with Pete Carroll twice in the playoffs, once with Washington, let's not forget they were up 14-0 before RG3 shredded his knee into 30 pieces. And then again uh, four years later in 2016, with the Falcons and they they blew out Seattle that game, you know that's they still had Sherman, you know, Chancellor, Earl Thomas and all those guys. Mm-hmm. so yes, yeah, so this was the divisional round game in 2016. Uh, which actually was played on January 14th as well, which is the the date that this Saturday game will be played. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, Atlanta, 338 yards from Matt Ryan, three touchdowns, 422 total yards of offense. And they, they really just took it to them. You know, final score was 36 to 20, but that includes a garbage time touchdown from the Seahawks with the game was winding down. So uh, I, I, I think I have, I have all the faith in the world and, And Kyle Shanahan to develop a good game plan. And I think, like you said, it's going to come down to execution. And I think we've seen probably the best offensive football from the Niners under Shanahan in these last five to six weeks in particular. So Uh, I have no doubt there, but like you said, rain is the ultimate equalizer. From what I've been told from groundskeeping uh, experts and whatnot, the drainage system at Levi's does work really well. Uh, some some uh, grass surfaces have it, stadiums have it where the drainage does not work as well and you see puddling. Uh, I've been told that Levi's is one of the better ones to the point where it drains so well that they couldn't keep it watered early <laughs> on. So you would see a lot of dead patches of grass in those first few couple years uh, of the stadium. Um, you know, one of the things that
1: we want to look for is our pass rush. Geno Smith is a mobile quarterback, but um, we can still we can still sack him, and I think that's going to be obviously the main goal. Uh, our pass rush cannot be invisible. We need to see Bosa. We need to see Ebukam. Yeah. We need to see Armstead, Kinlaw, uh, Drake Jackson. I mean, we we have multiple linemen that can mm. get to the quarterback. Jordan Willis. Yeah, but um, yeah, Willis had a
0: key uh, sack fumble. Strip uh, strip sack, I should say, on uh, Sunday. So, yeah, and to your point, it can't just be Bosa. You know, we need to have multiple guys step up and, and be consistent with it because I, I, I'm not going to say our pass rush is overrated, but, you know, without Bosa, it'd be a little pedestrian at times. You know, he, he's definitely the difference maker, and he, he frees up guys to get their job done, but we're going to have to have other guys step up and contribute. I, I think we might even blitz a little bit just with – you know, uh, D'Amico Ryan's shown he's not affa- afraid to blitz. Under Robert Sala, we were one of the least blitzing teams, but we've mixed it in with, with D'Amico. Yeah,
1: and then with Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw, that it allows you the luxury to uh, blitz a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Yep, that's another good point. You mentioned Drake Greenlaw. He will be playing. Aaron Banks will be playing as well. So we're... Pretty much getting our, our health together at the right yeah, time.
1: We saw Eli Mitchell uh with two touchdowns against the Cardinals. I mean, he looks yeah. ready to go uh with Christian McCaffrey. Fresh legs
0: at this time. Fresh UK, legs, right? man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate, but you know, he towards the playoffs last year, I think, you know, for a rookie running back, he was not meant to be the the Bell Cow, right? I mean, Mostert got hurt week one in Detroit in twenty twenty one. And uh, you know, Trey Sermon just didn't pan out, of course. So you had, uh, Eli Mitchell being the surprise guy last year. So having him now with fresh legs and he's ready to go. Oh, you know, he was out there bowling over guys to get to the end zone. So I think that, that really, that's a, he did not play last time. Debo did not play in Seattle in that short, uh, the Thursday night game. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. All right. And, uh, like you mentioned that, that bullshit rough in the pastor call, there are a few calls that the refs had and look, it's i'm so glad the game is here and not in seattle because that bullshit stadium i don't know what it is there was a referee who was who once admitted this was probably during the harbaugh Pete carroll rivalry era when he goes yeah it's a little intimidating with those fans and how loud they are you know sometimes you swallow the whistle here and there oh, oh, wow i said you know what whoever that ref is should be should be fired first of yeah all. the fact that you're admitting that you're intimidated by a crowd are you kidding me uh, that's that's ridiculous there's always one or two freaky bounces or you know some some like pixie dust up in that stadium so uh, <laughs> i'm glad, glad the game is here uh right and if i if i'm Kyle shannon i'm just saying you know what just expect one or two bullshit penalties just don't let, it, don't, don't let the game get away from you yeah also aside from the penalties uh expect fake
1: punts fake field goals uh going on fourth down early, right? I mean,
0: this is a team yeah. that they need to claw, they need to scratch, they need to bite <laughs> in order to win. Yeah. All right. And we know Pete Carroll likes to take gambles, so no, that's definitely something that's right up his alley. He's always taking risks. Yeah,
1: what I'm hoping for is, of course, I'm hoping for a blowout, not just because I want to get to the divisional round, of course, right? But in a way, this is uh, shutting the door to – uh this back and forth with the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks, I think we're going to be able to shut down the right. Seahawks and keep them quiet for a few years until they uh, find a new quarterback and uh, rebuild, you know, what, yeah. what they're uh, doing up there in Seattle.
0: Yeah, uh, plus, you know, kind of getting even for that uh, loss. Well, really, we would not be even unless we go on to win the Yeah, Super exactly.
1: We need to beat Seattle plus in these... the way to a Super Bowl win.
0: Uh, you know, I, like, I like how opposing fans, you know, the Rams, the Seahawks, They have this thing where they're like, "Well, we want our Super Bowl this century." Okay, Super Bowls don't expire. First of all, yeah, true. Right, I've never understood that. It's better to have no history than to be really good because you were good a long time ago, right? Explain that logic to me. Yeah, it it makes zero sense. So you know, for us to win a Super Bowl just because, look, yeah, it has been 28 years, right? 1994 was a long time ago. You know, we've we've come very close. We've been to. Six championship games since then, right? Two Super Bowls since then, but we haven't been able to win it, right? I think, you know, to finally get to ring number six and just shut, you know, including Steeler fans, Patriot fans, Rams, Seahawks, all of them, just tell them to, um, you know, have Jed York to order another ring for all of them so they can stick it up their ass sideways.
1: <laughs> Before we end the show, a couple of players to uh, watch out there. Uh, Mooney Ward he has been quietly yeah. uh, shutting it down, and I think he did a really good job against DK Metcalf the last time they played. So definitely keep your eyes on Mooney Ward. DK Metcalf is going to be going long a couple of times. There's going to be some shots being thrown down the field, so that's going to be a fun ma- uh, matchup. Uh, as well as Tyler Lockett. Uh, aside from DK, yeah. uh, he is another receiver in Seattle that wrapped up 100 yards. Uh, I'm sorry, a thousand yards this season. And uh, Kenneth Walker, they're running back. I think, Sean, you mentioned he was injured the last time we played him, but that's just, you know, a young talent that's uh, growing in, uh, you know, Pete Carroll's offense. And Pete Carroll is all about running the ball first. So very similar to Kyle Shanahan's mentality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said with uh, Tyler Lockett, he's a guy that's actually, uh, he's killed the Niners in the past, as is DK Metcalf. So I think if Mooney Ward able to shut one down, or Lenore is the guy that has to take on the other guy. So, Let's uh, let's hope for the best there. And yeah, Kenneth Walker, he's you know he he's played very well, uh, very very well. Probably the odds-on favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. You know, so I think yeah, definitely stopping him is going to be key. Um, he's he, he's been on a tear since the game since the game that we shut him yeah. down. He had twelve carries for forty-seven yards in the game. Since he's one hundred seven, one hundred thirty-three, and one hundred fourteen. Oh shit! Yeah. Right. So, when are uh, the game 1000 yards
1: back, one of the awards um,
0: the awards are going to be Saturday, the night before the Super shit. Bowl. So, defensive player of the year, MVP, offensive player of the year, all that all that stuff yeah. gets awarded. It used to just be announced. Now they turned it into an Oscars award ceremony. Any so.
1: I mean, if if the if the Niners make it to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, I mean, is there any chance Purdy can be in the consideration for that offensive rookie?
0: Or not enough gameplay? Oh, no, only cuz he only played 5 gotcha. games. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's only a regular season award, too. So you're, you're not you're, you <laughs> you're not getting there. OK, I
1: gotcha. Damn, Yeah. Yeah. But man, man, just speaking about Purdy, man, he's doing things that he uh, a seventh rounder. I mean, fuck, even a, a third rounder shouldn't be doing All even right. a second rounder. Most quarterbacks are taken in the first round. And yeah. there's a few stragglers that are picked up mid rounds. Uh, they know that be end up becoming starting caliber quarterbacks. Right. Kirk Cousins. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was in the second round. Dak Prescott was in the yeah. fourth round. Fourth round um, the only one I can think about that can be so far back, I mean, of course, Tom Brady in the sixth round. Tony Romo was undrafted. Yeah. But seventh, yeah. last pick of the draft is basically undrafted. It's basically the 49ers having their yep. pick at this this free agency pool. And they picked up Brock Purdy. Yeah, and,
0: and you know what? In, in years past, they wouldn't even announce. like This year they had someone on stage with a 262 jersey and everything, you know, in years past after the fourth or fifth round, they wouldn't even have anyone on stage. Yeah, it was just, uh, you see the feeder projected on, on the screen. Yeah. You right? see yeah. the little
1: feeder, just wait for that. Oh, okay. We picked up right. this guy. That's exactly.
0: So, you know, I think the publicity that came with it and whatnot, I mean, it's all for ratings, right? That's what, what they televised the draft in the first yeah. place. But, but uh, yeah, you know, what? one thing I want to mention, right. It's uh, the, the whole story with Purdy is great and this is the year to do it. Uh, for him to do it, because if you look around, you know, obviously Brady's still there, but he's kind of on the way out. There's no Aaron Rodgers, there's no Manning, there's no Drew Brees, right? Even Lamar Jackson's going to be out. You're you're the the rest of the quarterback field is pretty kind of flat, right? You have, I mean, nothing against Geno Smith, but he's kind of a feel good story. Yeah, you know, you have Skylar Thompson is going to be starting for Miami, right? And then a bunch of the other young guys that are coming in. Yeah, so.
1: Skylar Thompson was picked uh, right before uh, Brock Purdy, so
0: was wow interesting yeah, right
1: before brock purdy there was some word
0: everything they, they, they want to read on that <laughs>
1: there was word that uh the niners were interested uh well there's no guarantee oh. that's just a rumor they're just saying oh yeah. what if the niners picked him yeah. instead of purdy um that would have been yeah yep. not good
0: yeah well that's uh that's our that's what we got for today guys that's our preview for seattle all right that's we know these guys well um uh, they're kind of want to do some of the same things we want to do run the ball you know, make get some big plays on on the passing game. Let's let's just hope for a clean win. Get out healthy, and uh, hopefully move on and uh, await our next opponent.
1: Yeah, Sean, I definitely agree. Let's hope for a win. I, I strongly feel that we are going to get this win. We're going to be moving forward into the divisional round, and uh, we'll see who will be the uh, the matchup then. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week.
0: All right, guys, take it easy. All right, faithful, take care.